Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where listeners will be encouraged with positive thoughts and actions that can be applied to combat that negativity that inundates our daily lives. Guiding people to see a positive perspective in personal and professional life events. Now, here is your host, Bob Brum, the Encouragement Engineer. Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast, where we help people to combat the negativity that inundates their daily lives with a positive perspective and positive action. Today's guest is Blaine Olkers. Blaine is American, America's only chief results officer. He's always loved to help people get results, and he knows which habits bring success and results, how to create them instantly, and stick with them for a lifetime. Blaine is a leading authority in personal implementation and consistency. He's a habit master with documented streak of 1,453 days in a row and counting, a TEDx speaker with over 190,000 views, a LinkedIn top connector with over 25,000 first-level connections. We won't even get into the second, third levels, but it's got a lot there too. A lifetime work-from-home entrepreneur, a graduate of Purdue University and Stanford University Social Entrepreneurship Program, say that three times fast, and a co-author of three books and frequent podcast guests. So please welcome to the show, Blaine Olkers. Blaine, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Hey, Bob, thank you so much for having me on. And, uh, you know, I love your stuff. I love your, uh, you know, if if everyone hasn't, you know, subscribed yet, please do. Uh, You know, Bob's getting close to four digits, a thousand podcasts, Mm -hmm. but the energy and the excitement and what I think a lot of people are lacking, the encouragement, right? I mean, most entrepreneurs or most people in general, a little accountability and some encouragement goes a long way. And you are uh, a shining star of encouragement. And I'm happy to uh, to share the airwaves with you today. Well, thank you so much, Blaine. I really appreciate that. And yeah, it's, it's all about helping people out. We need that in our times today. Um, people are going every which way. And um, we need to show that encouragement. We need to show that we can get through things together um, and that we've got the skills within us. And so showing people right. that I think is important. Well, tell us about you and how you got to where you are. Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, I was born in New New Jersey, but I I had a couple of moments of um, dawning comprehension. Uh, Poof, the light bulb goes off and then you're never the same. And that that first moment came for me. I was at Purdue University in Indiana, not too far from Michigan there where you you, uh, started out. And and, and I saw this ad and and maybe some of the listeners are a little bit of the seeker. Like I wanna do better, how could I do better? And I saw this ad for an audio cassette tape. Now, some people might not even know what that is. I may be dating myself. <laughs> we dated ourselves there. <laughs> yeah. This was in the 80s, an audio yeah. cassette. It's this little square thing that you could put into a Sony Walkman and it would play audio programs. Anyway, there was this, you could send away for this tape. And it was the reading uh, of the book, Think and Grow Rich by a guy named Earl Nightingale. Earl Nightingale ended up becoming one of my own mentors. But anyway, he was reading this book, Think and Grow Rich. I got this tape. I was all excited. I listened to this tape. And then I got the book and I read the book and it was in the reading of that book that I had this big epiphany and and I made a little acronym called YTABA. Now YTABA stands for what you think about, you bring about. And so there's lots of people might say it in different ways, but your thoughts are really powerful. And there's a methodology is what this book talked about, a methodology to direct your thoughts, to help you kind of bring about whatever those things you want to bring about. Now you, it's an active role. You take an active role in bringing it about. It's not just simply think about it and it happens. Um, But what you think about, you bring about. And that set me 
up for a lot of success. And I actually, I met my wife at Purdue. So we, we've been married 30 years now, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I got some great jobs. I got my degree in computer science. And then the second kind of moment of dawning comprehension came when I was working as a software engineer and I was on a business trip and I came back from this trip and my son, Bo, he was like one year old at the time. He was kind of like acting weird and, you know, giving me the cold shoulder, so to speak. And I said, Beth, is there, is Bo sick? Is there something wrong? And she says, no, but you were gone so long that he kind of forgot who you were. I was like, what? That like hit me like emotionally. And so I had this moment of dawning comprehension and I made a clarifying decision. I said, no matter what happens, I'm going to become a work from home dad. Now, this is back when it wasn't cool to work remote like it is now. Uh, But but I was going to do that. And so I started a couple of businesses on the side, you know, and, uh, and it took me a year. But a year later, I left my job, my secure job. And I started running those two businesses, and that was 27 years ago. So for the last 27 years, I've just worked from home. Uh, The kids are out of the nest now, uh, you you know, uh, but I was able to be that work-at-home dad, which led me to, gave me the time to do the self-development, to do the introspection, uh, to figure out, like, why am I on the planet? And I did, and and it's to help people, similar to you, to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. And so I founded a company in 2009 called Self-Fluence, which is the art and science of influencing yourself. And I like to say something you said in the beginning too, close to it is, it's the power you already have to influence yourself. You don't need any extra apps or other things. You, you've got it all right up here. You just have to use it you know, to its best abilities. Um, and so I started helping people, uh, mostly mastermind groups actually of business owners okay. with getting results, And so then they started calling me the chief results officer. And I go, hey, I like that title. So I went to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Nobody had it. So I got the registered trademark, the R with the circle. So that's why I can say I'm America's only chief results officer. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe that was too deep of a story, but that's a little backstory how I I got here. No, that's great. And I always appreciate the the Napoleon Hill book because the first part is thoughts are things. You know, that, that realization of it. Wait, you know, you think about that. Yeah, thoughts are things because they drive you to take action. They drive your your decisions. They drive what you're going to do, how you're going to think about things. Um, so they definitely produce results when you're thinking. And we want to think positively. So that's a big plus, too. Um, everybody can go spiraling negative. But if we stay to the positive, we get better results. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. And, and a lot of times I, I call it head trash. You know, yeah. we all have a certain amount of head trash. And how do you hack the head trash? How do you get out of it? But pouring in the positive, yeah. um, you, you know, there's a great saying, the solution to pollution is dilution. And and they teach that. I remember in science class, we had the beaker yeah. and it was dark liquid. And we poured the clear liquid in yeah. and it got clearer and clearer, clearer. And if we poured enough positive in, enough clear liquid in, then the darkness you know, would disappear. And and back when, uh, back a couple of decades, I needed like a high ratio of positive to negative, meaning if I had like one hour of pity party, I'm a victim, <laughs> negative thoughts or, or, or bad things were happening to me, I would need like 10 hours of positive stuff to dilute that down. Now I'm probably down to you know, one-on-one, like if I have an hour of bad stuff, I can throw an hour of Jim Rohn. He's my favorite mentor. Yeah. Throw an hour of Jim Rohn, uh, you know, uh, you know, audio program and, and, and bring out of it. But you, great point, you know, is to pour in the positive. So important. 
Yeah, and it, it, I always I've done that. Matter of fact, when I've spoken to groups and take two, if you will, pitchers of water. One has basically some brown water stuff, and I start to pour the clear water in it, so you can see that same effect, just like you're talking about. And it just it clears out that dirt and that muck that our society will throw at us. And that's important because we need that. Um, our society can throw that to us, especially nowadays with social media and everything. Everything comes at us so quickly. Um, we need to keep that out of our mind and keep that positive in. If, yeah, I I, uh, if, I agree so much so that one little thing that I started a long time ago. So so you talked about my habits. Yeah. One of my habits that it, it's now it's up to today was day 1,721. Now, okay, now I good. know that because... <laughs> I tra it tracks in an app on my smartphone, right. um, but it's the practice, which has served me well, of taking a mind shower in the morning. Now, now a lot of people take the physical shower, wash your body, but I realized I've got to like wash my head out every day, yeah. clean the dirt out, clean the head trash <laughs> out. So I use an app, a, a couple of different apps, but the primary one I use is called Headspace. It's like okay. a meditation app. Yeah. Um, and, and so I do that every morning. I like a 10 minute mind shower, but if I only have two or three minutes, I'll just do that. There's another app called Calm that I really like. Insight Timer is a nice one that if you want to do it like with other people around the world live, you can do that. And then there's one called Abide, which is kind of a Christian um, one that I also use meditation app. Um, but, but anyway, the mind shower, the daily mind shower, like you said, people, social media, news media, it just, it, it can, it can wreak havoc on, havoc on you. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. You talk about habits in 21 seconds. Tell us about how you do that because habits seem to be formed. You, you get every answer from 30 days, 23 days, 21 days, six months, 21 seconds. I like that. <laughs> Tell yes. us more about that. Yes. Uh, that's a society is, uh, you know, instantaneous now. Um, yeah. so, so there is a way. And so this company self-fluence often say powered by self-fluence that I started, we have a lot of frameworks and they're all based on this fact that um, everything you need is within reach. You're already doing it mm -hmm. and you can master it. Right. So so people are, you know, primarily people are already, uh, you know, habit masters. Uh, but can you create this new habit in 21 seconds instead of 21 days? Now, the cool thing is and people can go online and check this out, uh, is that the brain science in the last three to five years the ability to measure the brain and the synopses and the neurons, and they can see, they can literally watch a habit form. Wow. Um, and so you are right that it takes about 21 days for the neurons to begin to form that habit. But it takes 63 days now, the last study that I saw, 63 days to make the habit be able to happen automatically on its own, like no willpower, no memory, you know, kind of, kind of, right. you know, hardwired, you know, on its own. So 63 days is a, is a big amount, but we're going to cut through all that and get to, to 21 seconds. Um, and so let me, let me ask you this question, Bob, in the last, have you brushed your teeth in the last 24 hours? Yes. Okay. How long have you had that habit of brushing your teeth? since i was two or three years old okay so it's decades yeah so i often do this in you know we've got a big workshop and and maybe there's some dentures in there but almost every hand goes yeah. up you know and everybody is a habit master yeah at brushing your teeth okay and and you have to realize that and, and and some people say i'm not good at habits i'm like no you are look just look at your life we're creatures of habit there's so many things that you do every single day once a day sometimes more than once a day um and so the way I, I kind of discovered what I call the 21 second habits is that my wife um 
Uh, unfortunately, uh, a while back, she used to have nearly daily migraine headaches. Mm-hmm. And so very debilitating, terrible stuff. And the doctor said, look, here's this headache log. And we need you to fill it out, like what you eat, what you think the triggers are, what's the weather like, how are you feeling, what's the barometric pressure. Uh, And my wife would fill it out a day or two, then she would lose it, then she'd forget to do it. It was totally frustrating. And I was watching her one night, she was brushing her teeth. And I'm like, you know, she's that dentist recommended two minutes of brushing every morning and every evening. And so what we did is the first key to the 21 second habit is what's called habit linking. Okay. So what we did is we took the hab, the, the headache log, we put it underneath the toothbrush and the toothpaste. And as she brushed her teeth, um, you know, for that two minutes, she filled out the log. So now she's getting four minutes, two in the morning, two at night. And she never loses the log because it's, right it's right there. We know where it is in the bathroom yeah. under the toothbrush. Uh, <laughs> and though, so she went from could only do it two, three days to 90 days in a row. And that cool. really kind of helped her and get, get her meds right and really decrease. Now, maybe she gets a migraine every couple of months. It's it's a, right. it's a thing of beauty. So when I saw that, that's so that's first key number one is habit linking. Think of a habit you already do, and then we'll set up a cue or a trigger so that when you do that habit, you remember to do the new one, right? So that, that kind of happens instantaneously. But the second key, so I said to myself, I want to create some new habits. Let's see if this thing works. So right. I want to do the mind shower and I want to do the this Bible app, you version Bible app. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I said, Blaine, what could you have it like? Like, what do you do first thing in the morning? Like no willpower required, right? And in comes the iPhone, right? Every morning when I wake Bing. up, sometimes yeah. the alarm's going off, but every morning I open that phone. Like yeah. I don't have to, there's no willpower required for that. It happens as soon as I wake up typically. So what I did is I moved all the apps off the home screen, pushed them to the other screens. And I just put those two apps on there, the Bible app and Headspace. Cool. And then, so that's my habit linking to me opening the phone. Yep. And then I see that. But then the second key, so habit linking is first. The second key is to get yourself to do the habit. Right. You have to use something called urge surfing. And what urge surfing is, is you surf this urge, this energy, this desire for something to get you to do the habit. So in my case, why did I open the phone? I opened the phone because my son's in Denmark and he's texting in the middle of the night. You know, I'm getting text messages. I'm getting emails. I'm getting orders for my business. I want to know what's going on in social media. I want to know. I have all these unanswered questions of emails I sent the day before. Like I am so jazzed up you know, to want to see what's in there. I, I surf that urge for all that to say, nope, I have to do these apps first, but that gives me the, the, you know, kind of the energy uh, to do those apps. So that's the second key. And then for yeah. me, yeah, that worked. This is, like I said, this is day 1,721 days in a row that I've opened my phone in the morning right. and used the habit linking, surf the urge to get those things. Now, if I'm short on time or the urge is real high, yeah, maybe I'll only do a two minute or three minute. I don't think I go under three minute mind shot. Hour, but I prefer right. a 10 minute shower if I, if I have the time. And then the third part, so habit linking, urge serving. And then the last part is leverage. And so if you're starting a new habit, you know, if you give some carrots and some sticks, like, uh, you know, give yourself some rewards, right? If I right. keep this habit for seven days, I'm going to buy that book I wanted to, to, to read or listen to, right? right. Uh, or, and then maybe work with someone else to create a little penalty, right? So my wife loves to give me penalties. If I don't make <laughs> it, I have to wash the garbage cans or cook dinner three nights in a row or, you know, something that she'll enjoy, uh, right. you know, if I, if I don't make it. Um, so having those 
those carrots and sticks are helpful. And then the other leverage is psychological is once you get, say, three or four days in a row, you don't want to break the chain. You don't want to break the streak. Right. So right. that psychologically helps you. Now you're human. The streak's going to fall. That's okay. Cause now you just try to better your best. You're just trying to beat your yesterday self. That's the right. only one we're, we're trying to beat. So anyway, that is, um, that is the habit linking. So again, habit linking is, I mean, that, that's the 21 second habit, which starts with habit linking, urge surfing, and then uh, a leverage. I'll give one more example. Quick one is I had the a person, I really like next day planning, like planning out your day. Right. And she's like, I really want to do that, but I'm not doing it. And I said, okay, Ann, what do you do first thing in the morning that you don't even have to think about? It just like happens every morning. She goes, I make a cup of coffee. I said, that's perfect. Over by the coffee maker, put a pad of paper and a pen. And I want you to go to the coffee maker in the morning. I want you to make the coffee, smell the coffee and the beans grind. I hear the machine going, Arr. and I, but you can't drink the coffee, smell it, get all amped up for the coffee, but you can't drink the coffee until you start the list for the day. And right. now she's got the habit linking air, the urge surfing, and then the leverage on herself is, is you know, that, that she really wanted to, to do it, right? So wow. anyway, those are some examples. And I hope people will, the listeners, hope you're thinking about all those things you do, get dressed, drive to work. There's all these things that happen naturally, uh, sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, you know, sometimes monthly, uh, you know, even things annually, like birthdays and anniversaries. Right. You can habit link other things too. Yeah, it's it's interesting because those people forget how often they do things, right. um, you know, and it's, you know, that that scenario of, OK, how how do you, we forget how to make things easier? We can complicate things real well, but making them easier, we're like, whoa, how do we do this? You know, and those are some yeah. great ideas because, yeah, that does give you that. I love that urge surfing because it gives you that okay, I want to get to that thing. So it's kind of a, like a reverse reward. I'll do this first so I can get to that, you know, um, great yeah. ideas. So, and how does that help people to overcome the overwhelm of society? Since we're going 900 miles a minute all the time, how do they, these habits help that? Yeah. So, so people can, so there's two things to the habit. One is this 21 second habits, new habit creation, that's one. And then the opposite of that is bad habit elimination. Now, bad habit okay. elimination, that's like a whole nother ballgame. That's something right. totally different. But but sometimes, you know, there can be things you need to stop doing, uh, you, you know, in order to get rid of that overwhelmed feeling. Um, but if people will set up, you know, the habits that relieve the pressure of overwhelm, right? If they'll do some of those things, that's where I've seen, especially, you know, kind of entrepreneurs, um, you know, decrease the overall, like the habit of creating a plan for the day, right? Then you're right. less likely to um, lose your way during the day or get sucked into different things <laughs> yeah. or shiny objects and all that. If you have a plan, squirrel. <laughs> yeah, squirrel, <laughs> yeah. exactly. the monkey mind, um, yeah. that, that's number one. Number two is overwhelm <clears throat> is typically um, you just have so much swimming in your head. Mm -hmm. uh, and so another habit that that uh, that people will start is the habit of mind dumping. And so mm -hmm. mind dumping, simple habit, grab a piece of paper, a pen. You could use your smartphone if you want. You could type it if you want. I, I like a pen and paper. I think there's yeah. something a little different to that. But you just get all the stuff, all the overwhelm out of your head and onto the paper, right? Now, right. there's a key here. If you skip this one step, you're in trouble because what happens is you get like, I did one of these mind dumps, the last big one I did, like for over an hour. I had 400 things on the list. 
So now I'm even more overwhelmed, right? Right. Yeah. So, so the key though is you have to process the list. Now I'm not saying it takes a lot of time to process the list, but but so let's say you mind dump this thing and you get 50 things, 75 things, right. 100 things. The next step that you have to take is you have to mind dump it with a time frame in mind. So for example, some days I'm just going to mind up like, what do I got to do today? I got so yeah. much to do. I got to get it organized. So it's going to be about today. Uh, on Fridays, I mind up about next week. Okay, right. what are all the things that have to get done next week? Right. So then my time frame might be a week. Some things I might do quarterly goals or I might do like annual goals, right? But you come up with a time frame. And here's why. Because when you process the list uh, very quickly, like next to each item, you mm -hmm. just go through all the items very quickly and you put an N next to things that you can do now. Now okay. meaning like in less than five minutes. Right. right. So you identify the ends, which can give you what I call some momentum, some movement, because they're smaller, shorter things. And sometimes if you don't have any ends, you got to go back and you got to break things down. Like you want right. some ends, right? So maybe there's a task in there that you, you know, uh, that you could get started on, right? Like I, I might have write an article. Well, that's going to take more than four minutes. But if I can say, um, come up with the topic of my next article, right? That I could do in five minutes, right? Uh, or or less. So you put an N for that. Then you put a, a D for things that you can delegate to other people. You may or may not delegate, but it's delegatable. So then you, right. your brain can let that go a little bit. Um, but then you put an S next to the things you need to schedule because they have to get done within your time frame, whether it's today or this week or, gotcha. or a month or quarterly, whatever. But then the, the, the last thing you put is L for later. And it also means to let it go for now, for now. Right. It's an important thing, right? Uh, you, it was in your head. It's important. Get it on paper. But by and large, when people do that exercise, especially if they say, okay, what do I got to do this next week? Right. There's a lot of L's on there. You don't have to worry about those. You can just come back next week on the next Friday. I come back to my little list, you know, and see what's Take your L's and people. move them over. Yeah. yeah, move them over if I need to. And a lot of times if I move them over a few weeks in a row, it may be it's time for them to move out. But <laughs> what that does is that gets your brain focused on what you need to do. It can let go of all the loose ends and open loops in your head. It can right. let all that go because it's on the paper. Um, and then you can get started on the most important things, right? Now, again, you got to troubleshoot, right? If I, if I say, well, Blaine, I have 50 S's. Okay, well, then we have a problem. Because some of those should be L's. So you got to yeah. prioritize your S's, right? You got to prioritize your S's then, um, you know, and, and you got to get it down to something manageable. But in the most cases, that NDSL pass through the list makes it all work. Wow. And that's great information because it does, I can see how that will definitely get your habits flowing, get your productivity up there because- you know, you're, you're getting organized and you're getting in the habit of being organized. I think that's a big feat for a lot of people is just being organized. I mean, that's a great, some great concepts to help people start that and get going um, with, you know, this, this journey. I think it's a great idea, a great journey for people. Real quick, well, tell us about White Tavia because we touched on it, but I want to, you know, give you a little bit of time to talk about that. We've got a few minutes here. Um, tell us about White Tavia because that's part of your TED Talk. And I really think that's that's great, a great concept that you talked about with that. Yeah, yeah. So these TED Talks, you, you get to share just like one big idea worth sharing. And if I had to pick one, um, you know, what I first learned about in college, but then applied to my life is this concept of what you think about, you bring about. And the thing is, I'm um, I'm more scientific probably than I am woo woo. Uh, but but scientifically, I want to know, like, why is this thing working? Right? right. And so physically, in the back of your brain, there's something called the reticular activating system. Okay. And it's kind of like 
the executive secretary for the conscious mind. So your, your, your subconscious mind is like running everything. It, it has all the sights, sounds, touches, feels. It's running your breathing, your blood, your muscles, uh, your, your, the pH of your blood. I mean, it's monitoring and doing all that. You'd go insane if you, if you were having to think about all that stuff. So right. it handles all that, but it also handles all the senses and it decides what it's going to pass on to you, the conscious mind. And the way it decides that is by what you kind of think about what you put importance on, what you emotionalize with your thoughts, um, you know, and, uh, and, and that's what it decides to feed you. I, I gave an example, my, my TEDx talk about yeah. my son, Bo, he bought, he bought his very first car, like with all his own money. And, and he was so proud. He said, it was like an emotional photo. And he was, it was an Acura TL maroon color, um, right. you know, and I had never seen that car before. Okay. I never saw it before. And I saw it in this emotional picture. And then, you know what? Like for the next two weeks, That's all of a sudden one pulls up next to me at the stoplight. I was like, what? What is that? And I drive by the Acura dealer. Why is the maroon one out front on the right. thing that's spinning around? Like all this, the, the cars were always there, but I never was tuned into them. Right. And when you realize that's what happens is your brain starts to work for you. If you give it those things, it's going to start feeding you those things that, that are going to help you move in the direction you want. Now, if you don't pick a direction, then you're in trouble. Uh, <laughs> right. I talk about you're kind of like the garden where the weeds are going to grow, right? If you right. don't plant something, either somebody else is going to plant something in yeah. there that you might mm -hmm. not want to grow or the weeds are going weeds to, are going to so take over. Right. It's yeah. better for you to plant with your thoughts, um, you know, um, what you want and then, but then take action on, on when the opportunities are, uh, arise. And I love that because it just shows positive action does get you results. I mean, you're, you're talking about with your habits, with your actions, with what you think about, and you go and take those actions, just like you learned from Napoleon Hill, just like Jim Rohn talks about, you know, it's, it's very interesting how this all comes together. It's, it's a great, great scenario. So Blaine, where can people find out more about you, get a hold of you, your website and all that so we can make sure they get, yeah. you know, follow you? Yeah, I think the easiest thing is just go to BlaineTedx.com. So B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. And at the, that, that's a website where you can opt in. You'll get a copy of my TED Talk, a transcription, but then we'll be connected. So you'll get the articles I write. Um, you'll have my email. If I can serve you in any way, I'd be happy to do it. Great, great. Well, we make, we'll make sure we have that in the show notes. Blaine, I want to thank you for being a guest on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. I really appreciate this information and the growth that I think our audience will get from this. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Bob, for having me on. I'll leave the audience with this. The bad news, the bad news is time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends, pilot well. Thank you, Blaine. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Hello, this is Bob Brum, your encouragement engineer. I want to be your contrarian. I want to help you in the battle to overcome the negativity that inundates our daily lives. You're better and greater than your situation, and you've been given a gift by our great creator. As an encouragement engineer, I can help you to see the value of a positive perspective, positive actions, and positive mindset in your life. No matter if you're a solopreneur, a corporate contributor, or a large organization, the value of your greatness needs to be shared with the world. As an author and encouragement engineer, I would love the opportunity to enlighten your organization with the value of positivity for your situation. We can overcome negativity with the light of positivity. I encourage you to contact us at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and let's have a conversation about your situation and how we can help you. 
Thanks for joining us on the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. To learn more about the services Bob provides, please visit his website at bobbrumspeaks.com for more information. And please feel free to share this podcast to your friends.